Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Oh. <laughs> I want a sound effect. Okay. Can we get a soundboard of sound effects? I want the, the horn thing. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Um, anyway, hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you on this very farty sound effects day? Oh, yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, was meant to run to work yesterday. I didn't do it. Um, was meant to run to work today. Didn't do it. What's wrong? Uh, well, I've got, I'm, I'm not feeling too great, um, mm. but I don't think I'm not feeling great enough to not run. Okay. So there's a guilt element there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm letting myself down. The, the marathons. It's creeping the ma- up. The man. marathon is before rest. The week before WrestleMania. Oh, because you won't be busy at that point. Ah. So if anyone wants to sort of track down, do the do the run for you. I, I feel like WrestleMania is really close. Well, it is really close. Yeah, it's it like, is. It's like it'll, next week it'll be two weeks away. And then I think, oh, wait, no, that's not right. What you've just said is it? Pretty sure it is. So. I can't be. Yeah, next Monday. No. It's the 25th next Monday. Oh, God. Which means so it's yeah, oh, so the 24th crap. this coming Sunday. Oh, my God. It's two and a half weeks away. Yeah. So it'll be, it's two weeks Sunday. Oh, my God. The marathon is two and a half weeks away. And WrestleMania. No. Oh, okay. The marathon's the week after WrestleMania. Oh, well, that's all right, then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Still way too close. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, crap. That's, co- yeah, so that's what's on my mind at the moment. Oh, mate. Apart from the whole eternal war we're waging we're, with Scream yeah, Story. Yeah, which is really taking up a lot of our time. What about you? Um, yeah, no, things are going well, mate. I'm slowly starting to recover from my hectic weekend uh, away. Lots of travelling again over the weekend. And crying at Queer Eye on and, a train. And crying at Queer Eye on a train, which I did for two episodes on a train. Um, because I was going, I went to Mahuntleth in Wales to go see my brother. Bless you. Thank you. Um, and the last train that you can effectively get to get you to Mahuntleth is at twenty. Thank you. Is at twenty to seven uh, in the evening mm. because it's very very out there. It's like the second to last stop. So we got the train at uh, Euston at twenty to seven, which took us up to Birmingham New Street, and we had an eleven minute gap at Birmingham New Street before we had to get the train to Aberystwyth, which would have taken us to Mahuntleth, and our train was delayed outside of Milton Keynes, which meant we were about three minutes late getting into Birmingham New Street, and we missed the connection. Oh, no, and that was the last one. Last one. And so we then had to go to Birmingham. Oh, no, uh, we to International. Then we went to New Street and got a train to Shrewsbury and got a train uh, yeah, from Birmingham to Shrewsbury and then got a taxi that they had arranged for us from Shrewsbury to Mahundleth, which was 90 minutes. And it was 90 minutes with a taxi driver listening to 505, Non-stop Brexit talk <laughs> for 90 minutes. That sucks. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Brexit. I fell asleep for a little bit, though, because mm. I, was, I was quite tired. I just woke up with hate. <laughs> Why am I so angry? <laughs> Why am I angry at some yeah. of these callers? Um, so, yeah, so that was the, the journey there. So we didn't actually get to Mahandleth until... Bless you. Thank you. Until midnight. Mm. You know, we'd left at, like, you know... Well, I think I left the office at, like, half five. Left a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And then coming back... Uh, rail replacement service at Mahuntleth, so we had to Bless get. You. Thank you. Had to get a, tra- uh, a bus from Mahuntleth. Bless you. Thank you to Newtown, 
and then get the train there to Birmingham. So we left my brothers at half past seven, got through the door at uh, half past 12 in the afternoon and got home at quarter past seven. Traveling tales. Traveling tales, traveling tales, tales of traveling on a train or an automobile or an aeroplane. I want to know what you're traveling tales. That's from a much better podcast. <laughs> much, much better. The Adam All and Joe aboard show. the Skylord. <laughs> much better podcast. Um, but yeah, so that, those were my traveling tales. So I was very tired by the end of it. Mm. You should have just run it. Well, I could have done, I suppose. I would have. Yeah? Yeah. Train for your training, marathon. Training. Uh, this comes in from Bedazzle, who says, uh, Hi, Luke, Ollie, and... Uh, no, don't think I'm missing anyone here. I've got a suggestion for the Andy fan. Um... Name fan, because there's only one. I think we've had that joke before. Uh, anyway, he says, love you guys, and I love Andy too. Um, oh, was it, that was it? It was just... Just fan. What fan? Yeah. Right. Um, where are we? Uh, Jack Van Fleet is emailed in to say, hi there, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and Jack never Van Andy. Jack Van Fleet sounds like a grim tale, doesn't he? Oh, beware, Jack Van Fleet. <laughs> well, He's going to come and steal your squirrels. Van Fleet is one word. I've, uh, I've mistakenly said it was uh, two words previously. Van Fleet. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's Van Fleet. Van Fleet. Could That's be. Weird. I always thought Van was kind of a Dutch thing for son or of. Of, yeah. It's like, here's Eric Van. Here's, yeah. Here is, Dave. Here is Rob of Dam. Rob of, oh, of a place, not of a father. Oh, could be. Well, unless Dan was his yeah, dad. Who knows? Um, hey there, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and Never Randy. I've been a pledgehammer for a couple of months now, and I'm very glad I made that choice to become one. I'm sad I couldn't maintain the $25 a month pledge, but I'm still happy to be able to give any amount in support to you guys, and as a thanks for the support you've all given me. I started watching your content late 2017 and was hooked from there, only becoming a wrestling fan in 2016. It's so given me a lot of content wow. to consume during my time at home since I wasn't attending school. Having daily videos from people that genuinely make me laugh has helped make my day happier something rare for me due to severe depression and has even caused me to miss large chunks of school so thank you for all the awesome content and making my days that little bit brighter jvf we are more effective than prescription medicine that's i mean yeah. I, shall i put that on the podcast yeah uh asterisks <laughs> please Not, consult a doctor yeah. <laughs> please consult um we also got a podcast should be taken audibly mm, mm. nice um i think we could or probably as a suppository I think we could probably close the Discord name chat um, because Russell Corders is never going to beat New World Discorder, I'm afraid, Cosmic Anvil. Mm. Um, I think we could probably close the chat on Andy names as well because I just don't think we're going to get one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I mean, but Chopper Pete's over. Oh, Chopper Pete's well over. Oh, yeah. He's such a nice guy. Chopper Pete, everyone that's... Oh, wait, he's He's, on the other side. Yeah, yeah, he's he's an awful person. Okay, let's not... Let's pick that up later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, here is a uh, so much continuity. <laughs> now I know how Feige feels. <laughs> here is a uh, wrestle talk. Get better from vacant. Says hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and one hundred percent not Randy. As someone that isn't interested in quote getting fit, it came to my attention after a picture was shown to me that I'm a lot bigger than I used to be and would like to be. So I come to you because I think feeling I would get from you guys wishing me well uh, would. Uh, would keep me motivated as I listen to you guys pretty much every day. So I guess you could say you guys are my favorite cre- content creators. Yeah. And he's got two thinking face uh, emojis there. Um, I think it's the, it, the, the Android ones with like it's the sort of yellow half moon face or mm-hmm. half circle face. That's still an emoji. I th- oh I don't know because emoji is like a trademark. Like a brand thing, isn't it? Yeah. Company. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, like an Android version of it. Yeah. It's like calling a vacuum cleaner a Hoover. Yes, exactly, yeah. You don't know. It's the brand name. Um, or Tannoy. Um, anyway, I weighed myself before writing this, and I'm currently 15.9 stone, which I'm not happy about in the slightest. In my current relationship, you could definitely say I'm punching uh, I'm punching above my weight, so my goal <laughs> is to look better uh, for the both of us. So I... Um, so I am to be 14 stone and a lot more toned. Thanks for reading this, and I look forward to keeping you updated. I attached this photo to be shown to me, as you can see uh, why I'm not so happy. But that's the photo that he's attached, but I don't think you look too bad there at all. Hey, you look great. You do look great. Yeah, but uh, it's kind of like a, a young Jason Bateman. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. yeah. Now, we, well, we think you look great anyway. On a uh, vacant. Um, But... Best of luck to you in your um, uh, ways of getting better. I've um, I've started doing bicep curls of a morning now. Um, what what with kettlebell? Oh, not with like uh, some tins of beans. <laughs> no, a, 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 a block of butter. Yeah, a no. knob. 
it's, a, it's a different kind of knob working that I'm used yeah. to. Um, I decided that uh, I need to do, so I'm doing push-ups of the morning now and crunches and squats. Mm. And I've now added bicep curls to my routine to try and um, physically improve myself that little bit more. Young boys in the New Japan Dojo 100 air squats every morning. What, upon okay, what's an air squat? The... Oh, it's oh, is that a... where you do the back forward up thing? No, that's a, that's a, that's a, god damn it. That's a, that's a burpee. Oh, okay. Yeah. An air squat's just a squat with no weight on it. Well, when do you, you know, like usually you would have like a, a bar across your back holding with weight on. Mm-hmm. That's like a squat because there's a weight. But an air squat is where you have no weight on. Well, I thought that was just a squat. It is, yeah. I guess it is. A, it is also just a squat, but it's it's mostly ineffective because there's no weight there. Mm. It's just more of a cardio thing. I uh, I'm doing it with a kettlebell hang, uh, holding out in front of me. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that makes it any better. But that's a weighted squat. Yeah. But uh, it it certainly helps me keep my balance. Um, and it feels like I'm doing something good. My arms hurt a little bit today because I did so many bicep curls yesterday. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. see, man. Uh, <laughs> 1,000. I kept saying to my wife, like, just pointing to the kitchen, but like doing like the proper like Triple yeah. H bicep point. Um, you look like Jinder in no time. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> I would love to be Canadian. Um, that's why I'm wearing so much flannel these days. Why are you so ashamed of being British? Because Canada's awesome. Anyway, uh, let's we crack on. Canada. <laughs> let's get into the show. Um, we've got a lot to talk about with this Kofi segment because Captain Negative over here hated every <laughs> element of it and thinks that Beth Phoenix is a garbage smelly wrestler. So lots to talk about. Here's the show. Um, so, Smackdown. We're, we're going to talk about the Kingston match, which was... The, the entire second half of the show. Yeah, despite advertising it was going to kick off the show. That's one. That's Okay, so <laughs> I'm I'm not negative on this at all. Sounds like you I'm are, not <laughs> negative on this at all. Everyone else seems to have enjoyed it tremendously. Can I replay a conversation that you and I had this morning? <laughs> when I, you came into the office and, and you went, what did you think of SmackDown? I was like, oh, I loved it. I gave it a SmackDown mm. rating. Yeah. And you went, ah, hmm. Right. So it's that it's that thing again. It's that thing again where everyone's loving it and they're like, oh, it's the best thing. Five out of five. One of the most memorable episodes of Smackdown ever. And I was there with you for a bit of it. But then overall afterwards, I was just left feeling a little bit. Well, I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I'd, I had ridiculously high expectations and shame on me for, for, for getting swept up in that. And for me, it didn't hit the creative highs that I thought the setup could do. But I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it loads. This is the yeah. case of, oh, yeah, um, I can't remember. What's what's a, a movie that we've done this? Oh, like you said, King Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island, five out of five movies. One, one of the, be- the one best, best movies ever made. Oh, my God, it was it's tremendous. It's wonderful. And here's me sitting here. I loved it. I really enjoyed Kong Skull Island, but I did not think it was the best thing ever. So I'm, I'm in this weird state where I've got to defend... <laughs> <laughs> Not thinking something was the best episode of SmackDown yeah. ever. So here is where I come in from this side of things. So I was thinking about this on the way into work today as to why I really enjoyed this episode. And I think part of it comes from I don't actually have the emotional connection to Kofi Kingston that I think a lot of our audience do. Because a lot of our audience, it would appear, are either young now or... Or were young when Kofi was first coming into the company. That's why a lot of people have very fond memories of SOS. They have a lot of... And I have no fond memories of that. I was I was in my 20s when Kofi Kingston came into the company. So I'm not really like... Yeah, I, I, I didn't like Air Boom. I didn't like any of that sort of stuff. So I don't have that emotional connection to Kofi Kingston. But I've always thought he is an incredible wrestler and an incredible talent. So I think all of my emotional attachment to this storyline and to me wanting to see this Kofi Kingston journey is down to the booking that they've done in telling this story, in making me want to see this match even more. And I thought this episode was another episode. Granted, it could have been done better. This could have been done better from the start, but... At least it, uh, it at least it is the most coherent and probably the best one of the better stories leading into WrestleMania at this point. Better than Seth versus Brock. 
It's better than... It's remarkably better better than the women's triple threat match, which has fallen off the rails. It's better than Kurt Angle's retirement. It's better than Alexa Bliss being a host. It's better than the Braun stuff. It's better than any of the tag stuff, which is non-existent currently. So I think I'm just... I'm so into this story and I'm enjoying it so much that I thought this episode was a home run. What you've described there, Luke... It's Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> it's, so, it's low bar syndrome, yeah. yeah. WWE d- don't just set the low bar. <laughs> they, they are, are the, the low bar. bar. Uh, but, okay, so again, I must reiterate every time, I really enjoyed this week's second half of SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so let's let's go, because I don't think it's fully my fault for expecting so much. I don't blame you either. WWE announced, I believe it was late last week. It was on Sunday, or Saturday or Sunday, I think it was. It was over the weekend. And on their website, up until a few hours before SmackDown started, because they they changed the wording to read tonight, it said SmackDown will kick off with Kofi Kingston's gauntlet match. And the reason that was so exciting for us is we got invested in this idea that Kofi Kingston... The, the gauntlet match will start the show and then they'll have to keep on bumping other segments that they've announced because it's still going on. Oh my God. And you get this two hour, this two hour gauntlet match. What better way to go one better than the previous hour long gauntlet match that kicked off this whole Kofi push than go two hours yeah. and d- double or nothing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they, they advertised that they made us think that. And then the show starts with The Miz, and then the Becky Lynch segment, and then Iconics and Sasha Banks and Bailey. And Slightly out of order, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah, yeah just just bits that I don't... Re- I would not have cared if any of those were bumped yeah. by a, a better Kofi match. I did think, because like, when The Miz started the show, I was like, oh, okay, card subject to change. I, I get to use that joke again. It always feels like SmackDown is really the most card subject to change show of WWE. And that's saying something. And that is saying something. And I was like, okay, it's the Miz thing. I was like, well, well, you know, maybe the Kofi match will start after this. And then the Iconics and Be- and Hossen, Boss and Hug thing. And I was like, okay, well, it will start after this then. And then, were, then it was the Kevin Owens thing. I was like, okay, well, it will start after this then. And then Brian came out from a promo and I was like, oh, I mean, I guess it will start after this. And eventually it did start. And I was actually then amazed to realize that took up an hour of the show. Mm. Like just though that one match, the 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 tag match, and all those promo segments with Randy and Ray backstage took up the first hour of the show. And yeah. then the second part of that was the, uh, the the gauntlet match. So that's my first argument for the episode as a whole. I don't think it was a great overall episode because the first half was just average at best. So-so. Yeah, yeah. That, like, there was I nothing horrible about it. Completely it was just, agree. Yeah, it was just Completely filler. agree with you. Um, but, the, but the Kofi match, okay, let's get on to this. So it starts... Daniel Bryan and Rowan cut a promo beforehand saying how it's uh, it's unjust, like it's injustice because Kofi was picked. Yeah. I really like this was Bryan's promo. Brilliant as always, brilliant delivery, brilliant content. And he's framing Kofi as the one who was handpicked by the, the McMahons. But he sort of was though. Like yeah, he was handpicked yeah. by WWE to replace Mustafa Ali. Like Kofi didn't like fight to get a place in the Elimination Chamber. He was handed that opportunity. The New Day just chose him to, to go forward. Mm. And I loved this in Daniel Bryan's promo because as I said in my review, it adds another layer to the Daniel Bryan character of why he doesn't like Kofi Kingston. He almost sees himself in Kofi Kingston that the, the Daniel Bryan was back way back when. Only that Daniel Bryan had to work to get into that that WrestleMania 30 match with with Randy and Batista. This Kofi lad, he was handed all of these opportunities. Yeah, the, the, he, pa- the parallels he, are great. And he ignores all of the parts where Kofi has then worked, like running the gauntlet in the elimination, doing the gauntlet match previous, being screwed out of the, the, his fast lane match. He's ignoring all of that bit and focusing on this bit over here, which I think is a really fascinating part of the Daniel Bryan character. Well, I mean, Bryan does bring up that Kofi has lost all those big yeah. those big matches. So it's from from I love a justified heel. Yeah, when you can focus in on exactly. something, he and lost, spin it in your own dastardly way, ignoring all of like the he ran the gauntlet, he mm. did this, did this, just focusing on yeah, but he lost. Yeah, doesn't matter how hard you worked in those matches, you lost. So you haven't earned this spot. But then an hour into the show, an hour 
after it should have started, as was advertised, as WWE set my expectations. Don't think I'm in the wrong there for, <laughs> for wanting that to happen. Uh, and New Day come out, and they're hyping. It was serious New Day. Kofi storms down to the ring. He's ready for this five-person gauntlet match. And that it starts off with Sheamus. And I'm, I'm so invested. I'm genuinely excited and amped up. The crowd are so into Kofi. It's a great story. It's a great story that they're telling here. And here was the key thing for me. This was the best thing of the entire show, arguably of this whole pay-per-view cycle so far in WWE. Cutting backstage oh, great. to first just Big E and Xavier watching the match on the screen. And then you cut back to the action. He's wrestling Sheamus. You go back a few minutes later backstage and the Usos are there also watching, cheering Kofi along. The Usos, such a significant part of that right. because it's the New Days and the Usos who yep. had that excellent tag team feud through 2017 and then forever. But it's just like those two teams feel so embedded in each other. And even though there's a professional rivalry here, they're, they're there to root for their boy Kingston. And then every time it cuts back, there's... A few more baby faces there. Mustafa Ali. Heavy uh, Machinery. EC3 was there. Was Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I only noticed him when I was going back to get images. Ricochet was there. Nikki Cross was there. Carmella the was there. The Hardys. Truth was there. And it really did feel like it was the baby face locker room all pulling together. And there's that moment right at the end of this when... Like when Kofi wins and he runs the gauntlet and New Day are in the ring celebrating with him. The crowd are going like ape poop around the ring and they cut backstage and the SmackDown locker room is going like ape as well. Only for then for Vince McMahon to come out and just take all of that away. The only thing that was missing was that reaction then to of those people watching backstage mm. to Vince's announcement. Well, I, I didn't mind, if that's what you're going to do, I didn't mind that they had the reaction. I'm sure that's going to pay off next week in some kind of Occupy, Occupy Smackdown, Smackdown yeah. angle. But yeah, you had, that was just such a, re it was a really nice way to, to tell that story. And throughout the lengthy promos that took up the first half of this show, every babyface promo had an obligatory name drop for, but we're rooting for you, Kofi. Yeah. Miz had one, Styles had one, Owens had one. Foreshadowing later on in the night. Not only that, but Miz's promo pointed out that Shane McMahon is a disgusting human being, just mm. like his father, Vince McMahon, further foreshadowing what would what Vince would do later on in the night. So I love that. I love the coherence of it. Um, but then the actual matches... <laughs> I was really into Kofi versus Sheamus. I love that one. Yeah, yeah well, that was it might be my, my favorite, favorite one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of the bunch because it was right at the start. They they went long. Like this wasn't Kofi getting an immediate win. It was like, oh my god, if Kofi's going this long with Sheamus, how is he going to run through four other guys? Yeah, and uh, just a really good match, and the the crowd are so into it. And it's, I've, I've written down here wholesome. Like the whole Kofi storyline feels so wholesome. And there's a point where he points at the WrestleMania sign. Trouble in Paradise was reversed. I'm like, ah! Uh, and it was, I was really, in, th there was a point where Seamus had a Texas Cloverleaf locked in. Yeah. And I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> and I actually think credit to the commentator as well. I thought the commentators did a really good job of getting over that Kingston might be out here at the first mm. hurdle. I thought they did a really good job of setting that up. Byron Saxton was really good. By, yeah, Byron also made a call as well that uh, I think I don't think a lot of I I didn't pick up on it. It was pointed out to me on Twitter where saying that um, uh, I'll, I'll find the exact quotes if you uh, if you'll fill for yeah. me. Yeah. So Kofi, I believe, hit the trouble in paradise mm -hmm. in the end for the win over Sheamus. Yeah. Like, boom. Okay. Cool. Next one, and then it's Cesaro. Unfortunately, Cesaro probably could have been the best match, but most of it was in a shrink screen ad break. And they're going backstage for, for the cut still. And mm. there's more and more people watching on the monitor. And Kofi just gets out a win at the end with the SOS. Yes. Which is, yeah, that was fine. But again, I like that they use the SOS there because that was the movie he got the near fall with with Daniel Bryan later on in the night. Mm, yeah. And then you had Rowan come out. Rowan was going to do, he had his own idea, which was a smart way round believe like Kofi believably beaten everyone Rowan just went straight for Kofi hit him with a chair put him through the announcer's table with the iron claw and yeah it was that it's and in fact it fits with Daniel Bryan's method methodology because in that there's a really really good two out of three falls match with Sheamus I can't remember what pay-per-view it was between Daniel Bryan and Sheamus and Bryan wins the first fall 
and immediately gets disqualified in the second fall just mm. by like I think with a submission. But then that that weakens Sheamus up for the third fall. So it's like that was great tactics, and then you write Rowan out of it. Yeah. Onto Samoa Joe, and you're like, oh my god, Kofi's lying there dead, and here comes Joe. How will he defeat him? Unfortunately, with with sort of the same finish that we'd already seen here and last week on Joe with Ray. And this was the first bit where I was like, oh, okay. Well, this is why I didn't want Joe in the match. Like, this is why I didn't really want Joe in this, this corner of the match, because I don't like pinning champions mm. if it's not for a championship, like, or, or setting up future championship matches. Like, I think Joe was almost a smart choice here because he is the big dominating heel, but at the same time, he's also United States champion, and you promoting a match with him earlier in the night with Rey Mysterio for that United States Championship. And now it's just like, well, now he's just a bit rubbish and he got rolled up with a, you know, he got rolled up and pinned despite the fact that Kofi got put through a table with an iron claw. Yeah. And, and Joe was like, Joe dominated the entire thing because Co every time Kofi tried to make mount some offense, Joe would just shut him down with, with whatever. And Joe looked really cool. It's just a shame then that he just, you know, had to get rolled up and pinned. Yeah, I thought all that coolness was undermined with by the finish. the finish, which was just a roll up. And sure, that's like, that's a smart way to beat Joe, but it's not a smart way to beat Joe if you've also had two kind of other fluky victory victories earlier in this match. And last week... I don't think he had fluky victory victories. Though. Like, the, the Trouble in Paradise win was very much like he reversed the bro kick to mm, hit that. Yeah, and yeah. he hit the SOS clean to, to get that win over Cesaro as well. Mm. And then, yeah, and then Rowan taking himself out of DQ. Maybe I'm more saying it in advance then of the Randy Orton sort of quick roll-up at the Perhaps, end Perhaps, yeah. Also worth noting as well that Rowan came out to uh, the Bludgeon Brothers music. Oh, did he? Yeah, <laughs> and, and not his uh, usual solo sheep herd music. <laughs> which Matthew from Botchamania says sounds like Spyro the Dragon. Mm. Uh, but the previous week, on last week's show, Rey Mysterio got this surprise roll-up on Joe. And I just feel like it's such a lazy way to book Joe. I, I didn't like this finish. I thought there were... Many other ways you could have done this from a Rey Mysterio rundown if Joe is being bad behind the referee's back. That will get over how the babyface locker room are behind Kingston. Uh, yeah, that, that took me out of it a bit. I was just like, that's eh, a bit lazy. But then Joe chokes out Kofi in, in rage. Completely afterwards. chokes him out as well. Mm. Um, and f finally, that this is like 41 minutes in now to this match. Randy Orton comes down. I was like, this is what we wanted. This is Randy versus Kofi as the payoff to that decade ago storyline that was just scrapped, mm -hmm. which is when Kofi was going to break through to the main event. And I thought, although it was a lot of rest holds and headlocks, I thought Orton did a really good job at keeping those engaging. Yeah. Like thrashing around with the headlock. And he even pulled out a stupid, which mm. I thought was really, I thought it was a nice little callback. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Randy goes for the RKO, but Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise, but Orton rolls out yeah, of the ring. Oh, that was that a was really a, great that spot. That was so good. And, and like Kofi's just reaching for him yeah. as he rolls out. Um, and then you get a few Randy spots, draping DDT, setting up the RKO, but Kingston just rolls him up for the win. I didn't particularly like that finish either. Mm. Uh I thought it would be better if he had like a, the big trouble in paradise, get the pinfall, crowd counts along one, two, three, and you do the big sort of finish. And then when the Vince McMahon thing happened, I was like, oh, okay, so we were saving the trouble in paradise win for this match then. Okay, well, I, I get the Randy Orton roll up then. But we didn't get that either. Yeah, so what happened? Everyone, <laughs> so the, I, maybe that's why I'm, I'm trying to figure out why I'm not ecstatic about this whole night. And I, it, don't, I don't think it's because I've been worked by WWE. Like I can, I don't think my you, you recognize it's a story that way. Was it because Todd Phillips uh, called him Big E when uh, he'd been in the match? <laughs> he said uh, Big E's been in this match for 41 minutes, and instantly Corey Graves, instantly Corey Graves said the exact same line, but with the correct name. It was when Kofi Kingston has been in this match for 41 Corey's minutes. Corey's the best. Corey had a fantastic line about Joe. Joe thrives on his ability to prove hope is a mistake. <laughs> that is, that's, that's amazing. Go ahead and pick up on that Saxton line because I found yeah. it now. Um, yeah, it said, um, this was a tweet that someone referenced me on Twitter. It said, no one in pro wrestling media will say this, and I'm not sure any of them will get the reference, but Saxton's quote about Kofi having to work twice as hard to get half as far is a reference to him being black. Well done, SmackDown Live. Mm. It's interesting. Um, so Kofi beats Orton. 
And that was two anticlimactic finishes, really, for me, back-to-back with Joe and Orton. And then New Day are out there, like, like they were... I don't know how they got there so fast. <laughs> they, they teleported there, right? Yeah, think. yeah. Uh, and they're celebrating, and that's when, like, I noticed there's more time left. Yeah. And Vince McMahon's entrance music hits. He comes out, and he says, congratulations. You know, well done, you did it. And ev- everyone is like, <gasps> it's not yeah. gonna... And, but he said the line, you're going to WrestleMania. And New Day celebrating the crowd go, yes, he's going to WrestleMania. But Vince has that look on his face like, so long as you can beat this one last person. Mm. And that was, like, that was great. Yeah. That was so good. You, Vince, in this particular... Take aside why why he's doing it, motivation aside. Because he, he appears to have no motivation to yeah, do this. He he is fantastic at working the crowd and being this Kofi antagonist. And Again, it would have been for so, no reason. But it would have been so much better had we not done this with Charlotte and, and Owens. Well, I suppose Owens was tied to the Kofi yeah. thing, so I suppose it works for that one. But if he hadn't done it with the Charlotte thing, I don't think we would have been like, well, this seems very weird. Mm. So... So he said, you've just got to beat one more person. And everyone's like, no. And I, I was like, yes, okay, so now we're going to get the big finish mm-hmm. that we wanted, that we were just talking about. And Daniel Bryan comes down. I'm like, oh, how are they going to get out of this one? I'm genuinely intrigued. The answer is, they don't. <laughs> so Daniel Bryan and Kofi had a pretty good five-minute match, and Daniel Bryan beat him. And then, yeah, with, with the knee, one, two, three, that's it. And it like the the feed almost cut as soon as Daniel Bryan won, mm. and I said out loud at home, "Oh crap!" <laughs> and my girlfriend said from the other room, "Is everything okay?" <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I'm definitely excited to see what happens next week, but I'm also aware that WrestleMania is two three weeks away, and I would like to have. <laughs> Just the match decided now, so we can start with the actual well, build. I think that, but I, I would argue that this is the build. We know this is the match we're going to get at WrestleMania. I, perhaps I've been very bold in saying mm. that, and it'll, it'll turn out to be Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, but I am like ninety-nine percent certain that we're getting Brian versus Kofi at WrestleMania. So I look at this: is this is the booking, and this is the story that we're telling of Kofi constantly being screwed. As I said, the problem with that is that we were doing this with Becky just a few weeks ago. I don't need another McMahon authority figure kind of like interfering with stuff. And I've had a few people tweet to me today saying like, if they're going to do Occupy Smackdown next week, do you think that Triple H and Stephanie will come out and stand up to Vince? And I was like, the last thing this (laughs) needs is more bloody McMahons interfering in things. This just needs to be New Day. New Day needs to be the ones that get Kofi into this match. Mm. Kofi leading, New Day leading this Occupy Smackdown thing, which I think was set up on on this show through, through the Smackdown locker room watching. So I'm really excited for next week's show. I don't think it was the most perfectly booked gauntlet match i i wasn't massively keen on uh, on pinning samoa joe being that he's the united states champion you're trying to promote a wrestlemania match between him and ray you just do a dq or you, you find another you way find to, another way around it wasn't massively keen on them doing a roll-up victory over randy orton i think if kofi's gonna beat orton just have him beat orton and make it look convincing and not like a fluke win mm. with that said I thought the drama that the that the match told. I thought the the stuff backstage was really really great. When yes. I think that added to the match, and I've just kind of enjoyed this journey that Kofi's been going on, sort of since since Elimination Chamber. I've just been really enjoying this this Kofi journey to Kofi Mania, mm. and I just think that it just keeps going up and up and up and up. And I'm I'm genuinely very invested in it. And as I said, like when Kofi was coming up, I was I was a jaded twenty year old, so I didn't really care. He was aimed at kids. So he wasn't aimed for me, so I, I, I didn't really get it, and that's fine because I'm a 20 year old. I'm not. I don't think I'm supposed to get it, but now I, I look at him I'm like he is awesome, and I really want to see him win the title at WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah. So, so for me, it completely worked, and that's why I can forgive the first hour, which was mostly so-so, and I, and I and I got so invested in that, I gave it a SmackDown rating. I I recognize that. Yeah, I. I... For me, this is... I mean, again, I'm defending... I, gave, <laughs> I would give it four out of five, this show. Yeah. Uh, oh, so negative. I know. So I don't, negative. I only thought it was the second highest <laughs> score I can possibly give. Um, but it's just like... 
if this was on Raw, I think we'd both be sitting back and going, thank God. Oh, finally. But because SmackDown has these slightly higher expectations, it's like when we talk about New Japan, we are not like say if we talked about it on the same scale as we do Raw, mm. we'd, we'd be freaking out about every little thing that happens. But the fact is you, you sort of adjust you, how you review a show to the overall quality of it in general. And SmackDown has been very good for weeks. I just felt this wasn't the most effective next step and booking. I felt I just felt it was quite. I get on paper, there's a nice symmetry between the gauntlet match to get him there and the gauntlet match to screw him out of it again. And with the Daniel Bryan symmetry is fantastic, but I just felt it was too much like the previous one and not as inventive. Like the, the first gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. Was much much better. Oh yeah, it was a much better booked match. Yeah. yeah. So that. So yeah, that's that's where I'm coming. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, well, let's do some Patreon shout-outs and everyone just go crazy at me in the comments for being negative. Thank you, Arnie K. The K stands for the coolest dude ever. Oh, he's cool. Ooh, he's yeah. cool. She should be so lucky. Kylie, Kylie Downey. Yes. yes. Lovely stuff. Shaun of the Dead Peril. Oh, wait Ooh, for all this yeah. to blow over. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Real yeah. boss, boss, boss drinking. That's the name of the beer. Uh, that boy, Alex Fenton. That was his suggestion, not mine. Okay. Because he used to be Alex Wazer Fenton. Uh, join him, John Iowa. Whoa, yes. Marky Mark and the Bunts E Bunch. Yes. yes. Great. The Rocket, Dan Van Sky. Nice. Woo. Cheers, Dan Van. Dan Van. Sky Van Dan. Uh, the chairman of the board, Jer Personen. He's a long-running one. Long-running one. One of the most positive people Woo. I've ever encountered. And finally for today, the mayor of Painesville, Dan. Whoa. Yes, yes, Dan. Come on, Dan. Absolutely. Smackdown didn't start with Kofi Kingston's gauntlet match. Like advertised, it began with The Miz coming out. Well, no, okay, I'm going to defend this segment. Uh, Miz came out as a, to a great babyface reaction. Yeah. I was someone who was very down on the idea of Miz being a babyface because I remember the last time we tried this and what an absolute disaster it was. That was a pre-brand split, pre-talking smack age where Mm. the Miz was a great promo, but now it's like he's gone into HD. Because he was a dreadful baby face that absolutely no one cared about and i was worried that he's been so ingrained as a heel it might be impossible to for people to get behind him as a baby face but 
to his absolute credit, he has made this work, and I think he is nailing this role. Crowd are super into him, and I think that when he was cutting this promo on Shane McMahon, the crowd were with him with every word that he had to say. I thought this was a fabulous promo by The Miz. It's very, very well delivered. Uh, yeah, the content was really good as well. He was talking about how... The content's slightly shaky at times, because I don't I don't really buy into this, like, my dad's never said he's proud of me, and I'm like, yes, he bloody has. Look at him. Yeah. Look at that man. He has said I'm proud of you more times than he's at hot dinners i love you son exactly. every morning just sending him texts and emojis uh but that it got really good where he he was talking about you know recapping the story so far and, you know fine you've got to do that and what well, he even introduced the video package to show what shane did last week and then he sort of switched gears and said but when you laid your hands on my father uh you're you're just like vince you weren't born the best in the world. You were born the worst in the world, mm-hmm. which sounds naff when I say it, but it was really, that was a good line when when he delivered it. Yep. But the, the best thing was, I thought, when he said, the McMahons don't own me as the Miz. Yeah. And the crowd really cheered. And he, then they went, you don't own Kofi either. And that was a really nice use of Kofi and this, this yeah. groundswell of support for Kingston from the, the babyface locker room. Agreed. Um. But then, yeah, he talks about how his dad said it never amount to anything. <laughs> Which, again, I'm d- I don't buy it. Ms. Dad is definitely on Ms. side. I thought that was just a weird line to put in because that just makes me... The heat goes from Shane to Ms. Dad. Ms. Dad, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Ms. Dad always seemed like a very supportive guy. Um, yeah. I but the, the crowd start chanting, you deserve it. I just thought... And he said, he goes, no, I don't. And he's, I know he said, yes, I do. Yeah, it was really nice. It was like a really off-the-cuff thing. It's like, yeah, I do, because mm. I've earned my spot here. This was classic, solid Miz promo, great delivery. Yeah. Really, really good, but didn't further anything for me. And it's a storyline I'm just not invested in, mm-hmm. because I did, did the Shane-Miz relationship, I never... It didn't have enough time for me to fully buy into. And it was very shonky... In terms of yeah. it started over here and then went over to there and then sort of diverted to over there. It never really had like a very clear through line. They they never won the tag team. They they won mm. the tag team championships on their first time of asking. So what? But how what are they is then? Gonna, left to... But how are they going to manage against the Usos? Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Um, so after that, we got the Iconics coming out. Well, Bailey and Banks came out first because they said they'll be. On Raw, I, I, stupid. They were advertising. They were promoting stuff for SmackDown. I just thought, well, they're gonna bump it. Yeah. When to make it more believable when the Kofi match overruns. I no, I thought so as well, man. That's what I was saying last week. But yeah, uh, Bailey and Banks came out finally appearing on SmackDown after saying they would defend the women's tag team titles on all three brands, and that was nice. And the Iconics come out and cut a promo saying that uh, they, you know they finally arrived, but you look very small and scared in, in our ring and this that, and the other. Um, and yeah, they had a match. It wasn't, wasn't a great match. I love the Iconics. <sighs> I, I, I do. I genuinely love the Iconics, particularly Peyton Royce. But this wasn't a good match. They did no. try a double team move at one point, and it did look very <laughs> bad. Yeah, and th- there was no crowd reaction. No, to the not really. Because why? Like, why would there be? We like them. Yeah, we, we know how great they can be. It's just like the revival. If you never watched any NXT and people started banging on to you about how great the revival are you are within your rights to go what 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 are you on about yeah. exactly yeah we've we actually had that as a uh, mailbag question once yeah as someone who's only watched the main roster was like well why should i care about the revival mm. and you're like well if you go back and watch but it doesn't really matter because the main roster has presented them as nothing and the, the main roster has presented the iconics as nothing for the better part of a year yeah and the same reason like if sanity all, all of a sudden came out and were in top contention for the, the tag titles and you're like why why should I care? Yeah, um, yeah. It was, and, and it was just a, another sort of distraction roll-up ad break. Uh, ad break. Uh, what, what am I trying to say? Roll-up. It was a roll-up. Yeah, Peyton <laughs> Royce got the roll-up, and Billy Kay kind of held down Banks from the outside. This uh, was so- an ad break of a match. <laughs> <laughs> the Iconics won, and there was a point halfway through this match. I was like, "Is this for the tag titles or not?" Because mm. they didn't say it was. But I don't think they've said it's not either. So when the Iconics won, I thought, have they just won the belts? 
And yeah. then it was like, no, 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 they've pinned the tag <coughs> champs, which then furthers the idea they're going to do this fatal four-way uh, or this four corners match at um, WrestleMania. So many devastating opposition teams with Beth Phoenix, ooh, Nia Jackson, oh, Mina Tamina. You're not getting on the Beth Phoenix burying bandwagon again, are you? I'm just saying because she's not... you'd say you hate her and you think she's a smelly person. I'm saying she's got great arms. <laughs> you're saying she's a smelly garbage wrestler and you don't want to see her wrestle. I buy into the physicality of her arms. <laughs> But she's not over. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I particularly liked uh, so that the finish of the match was the roll, like Peyton Royce rolled up Sasha, and then Billy Kay held down Sasha's arms yeah. so she couldn't kick out. Referee didn't see it because he's an idiot. And but before that, you're thinking, well, where's Bailey in this? I'll answer. She's dead <laughs> because. <laughs> That the, apparently the Billy K big boot is devastating. Billy's big boot. Well, I think it's her finish. Is it? I think it. I'm pretty sure that's what she used as a finish in in, oh, wow. in NXT. So I she, might be wrong on that one, but she, I think it is. She hits Bailey with a big boot on the outside. Bailey is not getting up for minutes. She is laid laid down, looking up at the lights. Yeah, like Dean Ambrose. Spread, <laughs> yeah. like she's gonna do star jumps from a dead position. It just, yeah, it was, it was comical. It was quite funny. Um, after that, speaking of comical, now that's a good transition, Kayla. <laughs> because we cut backstage to Kayla. And this is now, now, now I've brought it up and we're all aware of it. I can't not see it. And it bugs me. It happened twice on this show. Women's Tag Team Championships there now. That scene's heating up. Now for my guest at this time. <laughs> yeah. No, just to say Hi. My guest at this time is. I don't. Why do you have to back reference the thing we just? Because we were previously um, uh, having a go at this company for just being my guest at this time, and we were looking for them to have a bit of personality. I guess this is WWE's way of injecting some personality into them. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe by by saying what I just saw. Uh huh. Here's what you just saw. Oh yeah. Now here's a person that mm-hmm. you can also see. See. Oh yeah. Totally. Robotic question. Uh huh. See. Works, right? Gets everyone over. I don't know. It's not the worst thing in the world, but for some reason it really bugs me. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, she was interviewing Rey Mysterio, who I think she was taller than. and um, Everyone was taller than Rey. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> because he then brings in his son, Dominic, who is towering above Rey. If I'm Rey, I'm looking at the mailman. <laughs> you know? How's he so tall? I mean, Dominic was about the same height as him, like during that Eddie Guerrero feud, mm-hmm. anyway. But yeah, Dominic walks in, massive, worse haircut than Jack the Jobber, but he's absolutely <laughs> massive. And um, he's, but Ray says, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be facing Samoa Joe for the United States Championship at WrestleMania." And I thought, "Ah, oh, glad we spent all those months building Ray versus Andre, uh, Andre, Andre, Andrade." So we can just do this instead. Andrade the Giant. Andrade the Giant, exactly. Well, he would be next to Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it, this was just... <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it, but there was nothing right with it. Well, it is setting up because Dominic said that he's going to be front row during uh, Rey's match mm-hmm. at WrestleMania, which is essentially setting up more of Samoa Joe house invasions and messing with the family. Yeah. Ooh, Dominic. Do you think Custody's going to come up again? Well, what well, for another Daddy in the Bank ladder match? Yeah, Could yeah. be, mate. I, uh, yeah, I just... <sighs> of all the ways to build the Joe Ray feud, this is... <laughs> I mean, th- there's, there's nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. It just... Here's the match. But you know what? There was at least something to say there, which I don't think can be said for the next segment. Hmm, yeah, so Kevin Owens comes. Oh, first off, uh, Michael, not Michael Cole, Todd Phillips is running down the WrestleMania card. They get to Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Crowd boo heavily. Because we're all being worked. Yeah, or are we? I don't think this match has taken place. I, I, I think that this is all done so we can be annoyed. Backstage plan, PW Insider, Wrestling Observer, love Justin LeBlanc, 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 <laughs> but bless him. LeBlanc. They're not PW Insider and Wrestling Observer, True. they are both saying that is 100% the plan at the moment. That cannot if, be if, the case. If plans change, <laughs> it's because, you know, if we get another match, it's because they have changed the plans. Uh, this is... Th- that what? cannot be the case. Because I, look, I, I will dog on this company uh, every day of the week, twice on Sunday. This company cannot have booked... 
Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin as his farewell match. Because there's absolutely no one in their right mind that would have done that unless it was to be a swerve. Or they watched the Wrestle Ramble. Because several people have tweeted me and have said, this is what we joked about last week. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, apparently we said, oh no, they're going to make Kurt Angle versus Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin. Ha ha. No, they'll never do that. <laughs> Anyway, then we got the Kevin Owens show making its return with new graphics. He's not the only one who's had an upgrade. Uh, And yeah, it's just sort of like a yellow, black on yellow. Yeah, it's just a new logo for him. New logo. And yeah, he has the obligatory Kofi Kingston reference for getting into WrestleMania. And then he welcomes Becky Lynch and Charlotte down. Uh, If the plan was for Owens originally to have a match against Brian at WrestleMania and those plans fell through because of how hot Kofi got, maybe just keep Owens off until you do have something proper for him. Because now, you know, Owens coming back, he was written off, I think, in August. Within a couple of weeks, he's now just hosting a talk show segment for another program. Yeah, he was once a WWE championship Title contender. Champion. Well, no, no, I was saying he was a title contender, oh, like yeah, yeah. literally two weeks ago uh, at Fastlane. You might have forgotten about it. Yeah. But um, yes, and now he's just here as, as a talk show host for for a different feud. And I guess that he's just going to be part of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. There's no other storyline for for Kev there, and everyone else is in bloody singles matches. So yeah, I guess he's just battle royal for you, sir. At least you get a new York, new KO Mania T-shirt, hmm. maybe. But um, yeah. So he, he brought out. I mean, and this was a really weird way to kind of freight like to set this up so he had flair and lynch on opposite sides of the table and kevin's going through his notes that he's prepared kind of recapping things that ronda has said about it skipping overall like the the, this is scripted stuff that is not just limited to ronda's own youtube channel she did do it on raw as well they've skipped all that very very happy about that and then he says hey but look we don't want to see you here talking we want to see you here fighting so i'm going to get out of the ring and then Charlotte stands up and cuts a promo. And I'm like, I thought we were here to fight. Why? She stood up and picked up a microphone. And Becky picked up a microphone as well. I was like, why are we picking up microphones? Because, grr. <laughs> and then eventually, She's a heel. So I Charlotte, I don't even know if Charlotte said anything. Um, Becky punched Flair and then a, a brawl broke out. This feud has lost all momentum. Mm. Well, that's what happens when you book six months of storyline in a in in a couple of weeks, they've run out. What like what else could they do now to make anyone excited about this match? They're doing great a great job with Ronda as yeah. as her character, but in terms of like that's that's almost like an insular thing. Like the the developments aren't between Ronda and Becky or Ronda and Charlotte. It's just Ronda. Yeah, is being awesome. Um, it's yeah, it's this this was. This was not a good segment. It wasn't a great segment. It wasn't a bad segment. It was just a segment, uh, which is really disappointing. This feud is begging for the man to come around. Mm. Like, we need that man coming around segment that we had on Raw just before Survivor Series. This feud is begging for it at this point. It needs something. something. like it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It needs something to kind of, like, re-spark this. Because at at this point, this cannot main event the show. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame. Although the crowd were more into Becky <clears throat> here than they were last week. And backstage to Kayla Braxton, the women's division continues to heat up. AJ Styles is here. <laughs> uh, AJ says he's going to metaphors about houses and building them and tearing them down and paying rent and rent due. It was a fine promo. Says good luck to good luck good luck to Kofi, and yeah, that's it. That was it. Yeah, so he's kind of building his autumn feud, and that's the show. A uh, very short recap because half the show was one match. It yeah. would have been even it should have been even shorter because the whole show should have been one match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gave it f- a, 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 such a negative four out of five. Oh god, you're so negative. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a smackdown. I, I'm thoroughly enjoying this Kofi Kingston storyline, and I'm I'm very much basing it. And I appreciate that this very much may be the wrong way to do it. And I'm willing for people to tell me that I am wrong to do it this way. But I am very much. It's an isolation thing. I very. I enjoyed the Kofi stuff so much that that that's what pushed the show over the edge for me. I really enjoyed the Miz promo as well, and it was fun seeing Bailey and Banks on SmackDown, despite the fact the match was a bit rubbish. But you know, I I enjoyed the show at the end of it. It's how you leave them, folks. First time ever, Sasha Banks and Bailey have been on SmackDown Live. 
I suppose, yeah, because they've always been... Since uh, the brand split, yeah. yeah. Was there any reaction to me talking about Beth Phoenix? Uh, I, not in the ramble, um, but I think it, there was a lot of comments in the in your actual review mm. of saying that Beth Phoenix is awesome and, and you're wrong. People, people went to bat for her. Sure. Yeah, people went to I'm bat for her. I'm not saying she's bad. Uh, uh, more of the heat was on me yesterday from the Wrestle Ramble right. um, because I'd said that um, Max Landis has only done one good thing outside of Chronicle, which was um, wrestling isn't wrestling. Death of Superman the, is good. Death of Superman Lives is good, but I, I'm talking about actual films. Mm. And someone said, but "Yeah, what do people say is other good things?" Uh, American like? Ultra, which is not one of them. Huh. Uh, it shouldn't be anyway, because it's <laughs> not that great. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I, I'm not the biggest Max Landis fan. I think that he is someone with a very talented father, and um, is someone who would constantly say that Hollywood is doing everything wrong, and I could make it better, and has yet to show that. Yet to, yet to show that. Hey, he's. I like him because he's one of us. And, and then he's fallen short. I think that's that's what I would hope for myself. I'd get a I'd get a decent following from a few viral videos about how I would fantasy book something better. And then when it came to it, and I had my own movie to write, I would make all the same mistakes that I call everyone else out <laughs> yeah. for. Let's also not forget that he was a, an accused part of the Me Too movement. So let's let's certainly not forget that side of things either. Um, I'd also say that saying bright is going to be your Star Wars is a very bold statement. Mm. Um, it's yeah. best just to not say that. Exactly. It's best just to say bright is a movie that I have worked on. Yeah. Uh, and I probably wouldn't go to parties wearing T-shirts that have just got my IMDb credits on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cause, baller. Because that That's makes you the look young like bucks a, would do that. Uh, oh, it makes you look like an absolute knob. And if the young bucks did that, it would make them look like a knob as well. Oh, they they had suits with their own faces on. <laughs> <laughs> That's merchandise. That's slightly different. You're trying to sell you can your buy merch. That one. That's uh, Max Landis has has a. He's obviously a huge wrestling fan, so mm. he's got a nice wrestling showmanship streak running through him. Yeah. He could have been a good on-screen character, really. Could have been, absolutely. Um, could also, have been a Leo Rush kind of figure. Yeah. I think it's highly ironic that he's also writing a Me Too movie. But that's by the by. Anyway, this comes in from Adam with 80% facts. Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, definitely not Randy. Uh, I added this community board over on Patreon about a week ago, but only realized while listening to the podcast that you mostly read out emails. So here it goes again. I remember hearing that Google's recapture anti-spam bot detector, the one that asks you to choose squares of shop fronts, cars, traffic mm. lights, is just a ploy to help them improve their self-driving car AI. I can't remember where I heard this, but every time I fill one of them out now, I think to myself, is true or an 80% truth keep up the excellent and consistently consistent work adam the chap luke spoke to at wrestling media con from manchester p.s um have you thought about adding the pledge hammer names to the video description as well as the rolling credits huh hmm, that's a good idea actually good idea. very good idea <laughs> um we so i've heard that fact i've heard as it well yeah. because it's also back when it used to be just words yes and you'd be like what is the word that was actually helping google digitize books because they don't mm. care about copyright and they were just going to take all the, the Interesting. books. Interesting. Yeah. And so they could digitize every book ever written. Yeah. Uh, but but computers have great difficulty looking at text on a page weirdly and deciphering what it is, especially if it's like kind of smudged, those mm -hmm. kinds of ones. So any problem words, yeah. they'd pop up. I've also, so I don't know, that's true because I, I heard the guy who, I'd listened to an interview with the guy who invented that software. But So it is actually... To help out uh, Google AI, yeah. For the I don't know about the driving thing. I'd presume, but I, I've sort of heard that as well. But I haven't heard it a hundred percent. Okay. But the uh, what was the other thing? The 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 the, 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 the books books freaking right. That this was the other part. This is this is a forty percent fact. <laughs> okay. That because like how does the computer know? which one's the right one if you're telling it what it is. Mm. So someone said to me, it doesn't matter which one you choose. You don't. You can just click and anything. And it'll just push through. Yeah. And then you're going to screw up the car. Yeah, exactly. I heard that as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but I haven't tried that out myself because I'm too good a citizen. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's that one. That's the sign. It's that one. I, mean, I sometimes get confused because it's like, you know, every photo that contains a sign. But sometimes the corner of the sign is in another square. Mm. I'm like, do I click that one as well? Technically, the sign's in it. If you don't click it, a car in three years' time 
is going to run over a kid and it's your fault because it thought that kid was a sign (laughs) and it swerved to avoid a sign that it thought was a kid. And and then hit a different kid because it swerved to avoid a kid. That that was the No, no, no. It swerved to avoid a sign it thought was a kid and hit a hit a kid that Wait, it thought was that a sign. <laughs> okay, I'm Alan lost. Alan Partridge had a good line about the the self-driving cars. Was this a couple of weeks ago? No, this was this was last week's episode. I think it was last week's episode. Oh, we talking it's with, with uh, Lolly Adaphobia. Yeah, yeah. That's my new favourite segment of the show is the stuff yeah. with Lolly Adaphobia. I think it's so good. And he's... Uh, it's initialism. <laughs> uh, DVSA. <laughs> and, I think it's actually... And the uh, he, he said... what. Like, oh man, don't you love it when people try and yep. recap funny jokes oh, yep. from uh, really well-produced TV shows? Eddie Murphy, had, Eddie Murphy had a whole skit about mm. it in uh, Delirious, I believe it was. Um, 80% fact, this comes in from Derek. Uh, the song All My Life by the Foo Fighters is about jogging with your mouth. Um, which is true, actually. That uh, Dave Grohl huh. has said that in an interview. It's one of my oh, favourite fa- Yeah, there's lots of lines in there. Don't let it go to waste. Love it, but I hate the taste. Um, it's done, and, uh, you know, done, done, on to the next one. Um, so whose perspective is that from? Uh, from, from, his. from the yeah, it's from his. It's about sort of like getting ahead in the musical industry ah, by getting ahead. Yeah, uh, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Industry. Yeah, um, I think he talks about I'm being on my knee. Yeah, uh, over and over, down on my knees uh, is another line oh, to suggest wow. that. Yeah, so that one that one is true, I believe. I've heard uh, "Good Vibrations" by the Beach Boys is also a song about. Jogging, Assisted the breathing, jogging. yeah, like the sort of breathing oral side of jogging. You know the the thing that you just said. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the good vibrations is also about that. Yeah, assisted jogging. Yeah. Mm. Mm, okay. Um, but I don't think that's true. I don't know that one to be honest. Uh, maybe more of our uh, musical. Uh, I actually heard a. I was into a podcast today, and I'm thinking of setting this up with some friends of mine. Um, comes another podcast. No, no, idea. it's not a podcast idea. I heard it on a podcast. Ah, okay. So uh, a guy had emailed in saying that he and his group of friends have like a uh, CD club or like a you know band club. Essentially, they each of them take it in turns to pick an album, and over the course of that week, they all have to listen to that album three times and then give a full review of it on a WhatsApp group, and you kind of like share your thoughts on it. I think they're setting up with some friends of mine because I could do with expanding some of my um, my. Um, listenership um, in terms of what I listen to and also into the into the noughties maybe maybe and break also, out of that 90s <laughs> decade and also that's why I like Captain Marvel so much I was like yes it's all no doubt uh, and but also explore albums that I've not pre- I've previously not listened to that are like from the past which I thought would be quite good makes me weird when you talk about other friends well, I was going to suggest doing it for this group here, but I'm not sure how, like, I mean, it's certainly not Randy Datsun. He likes the Rasmus, for God's sake. What? Oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. I'm not having that. I'm not having him suggest that. Because he will suggest that, because he's an idiot. So he definitely will suggest that. And, then and we'll, he'll think it's funny. And we'll set up a game club, and they'd say, and we'll play Hogs of War. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Andy. We know you like Hogs of War and the Rasmus. Um, this comes in from Niccolo. Uh, Dear Luke, Ollie, Laurie, not Randy. So in Italy, we have been illuminated by flat earth believer um, that New- Australia and New Zealand do not exist. <laughs> uh, and they've been Is this ad- an 80% fact? Yeah, and they've been added to the world map by the Illuminati. And whoever says to live there is a liar who wants you to believe they exist. But in reality, they don't. And yes, they went to say it on TV. Hmm. Cheers. I was at the pub on Sunday. And because um, oh. Niccolo is from Italy, his uh, email is signed off with invaito to iPhone. Oh, sent, sent from, from my, my iPhone. iPhone. Um, well, I've been told Italy doesn't exist. Despite having been there, <laughs> I, I think it was just the plane was rerouted. They dressed up Kent <laughs> to look like the Amalfi Coast. And then, yeah, we landed this Truman Show. Oh, it's Truman, Truman Show, show yeah. Um, I once thought if I was in the Truman Show that when we would travel like three and a half hours to go see like my grandparents and stuff up up in the, the Northwest, that that driving time is really just them building the new sets or like redressing the old set mm. of where I used to live in Reading to then look like the new place I'm going. I thought if this was the Truman Show. If. 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 Yeah. But I was at the pub on Sunday enjoying my last day of drinking because I'm now teetotal. For a whole month. Well, this beer we just drank. Oh, that doesn't count. (laughs) That's a sip. I didn't even think of that. I'm not going to drink an entire pint. (laughs) There's a vol. Look, I know how, you know, 
the AA people feel now. Yeah. I'm, I'm effectively there with them. Okay. As someone who's overcome for a month uh, drinking alcohol. Okay. I'm, I'm brave. Yeah. This is my story. Anyway, so you were, you were down the pub. One of the, the bartenders had a flat earth t-shirt on. No way. And I'm looking at him and saying, is this ironic? <laughs> I don't think this is the I ironic know. part of town. You're too afraid to ask you in case it's yeah. not ironic and then he wants to talk to you about it. Yeah. And I was like, is it an album cover? <laughs> and then, no. I, like, I, I looked at his back for a long time. Yeah. It was like flat earth and a load of things about it. Oh, it's a facts and stuff. Can you Ugh. remember any of the facts that were on there? <clears throat> no. Because they were in 80% facts, so you can't quite remember yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, I think it's generous to call flat earth 80% facts. Oh, yeah. It's very true. I think uh, alter- they're, they're more in the alternative facts. Mm. They're like... They're, they're genuinely insidious facts. I'm so glad we're saying this on this podcast and not in the YouTube version of this, because then you just get a lot of people going like, hey, man, they've just got some really good arguments. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not like AJ Styles. I'm not saying that the Earth is flat. I'm just saying they have very good arguments. Yeah. Mm. I don't know which one is the good argument. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear. Right? I've heard all of them. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, I've, I've, I've looked but, into yeah, this yeah. quite a lot now. Mm-hmm. And I've, I'm I'm willing to be because that's what what a cool thing that would be. Yeah, totally. The Earth's flat. There's a big conspiracy. There's a freaking giant ice wall around us. Yep. And but no, no, nothing has convinced me. It's like Santa Claus. Like I want to believe Santa is real. Yeah. Maybe he is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just I just don't believe it's possible <laughs> or worth it. Yeah. I would like to like a Max Landis movie, but I've yet to be shown an example of that being the case. Chronicle. But that's more Josh Trank, I think. And I also think that it loses itself in its Oh, Fantastic Four's Josh Trank. Yes. But I also think that... Yeah, but that... I mean, he lost control of that film. But I also think that um, that film completely loses itself in its last third and stops being a found footage movie, even though it still wants to pretend it is one. Um... Uh, anyway, lastly, um, this comes in from uh, one of our listeners, 8% Fact. Uh, I was told that uh, once that if you sneeze with your mouth closed, you could pop a vein in your head and die. Uh, Lots of sneezy ones. The eyes. Of, yeah, absolutely. Brain cells being... If you, if you sneeze and kind of hold it in, mm. like close your nose and, and sort of close your mouth, you'll destroy brain cells, I heard. 80% fact. 80% fact. But that's all we've got time for today. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with the NXT review with the always trusty, trustworthy Laurie Blake um, talking about whatever happens on NXT. Uh, Take care. I love you. Goodbye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, 
wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>